Hello, welcome. Uh, this is Anna Comics. I'm Lou Gonzalez. Joining me, pretty much as always, are the Double Johns, John Scott. We're like the only constants of this show. Yeah, and John Seiler. John Vision here. I was going to say, you guys missed John, an opportunity. John, John to the Vision. Talk. John the Vision. Yeah, to talk about like, oh, you, yeah, you should John discuss the, the ship of Theseus. John John Division oh, okay. is my. John John Division is also like my. Wait, shit! Can we start over like and do that again? Yeah, can so we, you can just say it. I'll like cut around. John, do you know the ship of Theseus? <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! Shit! I, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, come on! We had a prime opportunity. Because like I uh yeah it was because I posted up that meme uh um in the spoiler zone but and it was like. The two doinks from WrestleMania Nine. It was like, "Have you heard about the clown car?" Oh, blah blah blah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's been like uh, a, it's been like a couple of weeks since the end of WandaVision. So I, it's been a week. It's been only yeah, it's, a week. It's, yeah, it's been like a maybe like a week and a half. Oh my god, it feels like so long ago. <laughs> That's like time. Time is like time is a flat circle. Yeah. So we'll start off with talking about WandaVision. I do want to talk, or maybe we'll talk about. Because I think we'll go lost to WandaVision. So like, first, like I haven't heard any of you guys like talk about like uh, like what you what you thought about the end of it. So. I think we were yeah. waiting for like a week or so because last week we weren't on, and then I think yeah, last week we weren't on, and that was when it ended. And that so so I think hey, let's just talk about WandaVision because we haven't talked about it at all on here yet. No, no, we haven't. And like the main show, like I was on their episode, um, mostly talked about which I don't think it's out yet. Like we talked about like kind of the critical reaction and kind of the reaction of like people who didn't like stuff, but not really like from a super nerdy comic book end. I'm like, I'm like, bring up stuff. And then it's just like met with silence. Um, but, like one division. I don't know. I thought coming out as the first real MCU show, which I know we have the other ones. Like I watched agents of shield for like, Three quarters of its run. I watched the all the only, Netflix stuff. The only quote unquote Marvel show that has any real connection to the MCU is Agent Carter, and that's because Jarvis showed up in Endgame. Yeah. Oh no, Agent Carter is a hundred percent MCU because she's she's in it, like, and it ties into everything. Um, so yeah, I, I forgot that's a show. I forgot that was a show, and I love season one. Season two is fine, um, but like, man, did they? They. I season thought two is fine, but again, like, it's, yeah. I just think that they came out and they crushed this. Like there are, it's not perfect, but I think it's such a good show. Oh my god, they came out of the woodwork, guns blazing, and I think it worked so well. I can't wait but, for Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I'll just say this right now: we are now in an era where we have good superhero shows again. Like, and that makes me happy. Between Marvel and DC, and we'll get to that in a second for the DC part. The show was pretty good throughout, but I think, at least to me, uh. Okay, so there was like a a, a story kind of going around before the last episode came out, uh, from uh the director or the showrunner or the writer. Um, I'm I'm trying to find the tweet now, but it was like a, something along the lines of like they expected people to be disappointed with the ending of One Division, and I just kind of like chalked that up to being like, you know, oh, like you know, people are gonna be mad about their fan theories not panning out, which I, you know, it's like those fans are gonna gonna be like whatever, but like. I like kind of thought that last episode was just like 
other than like the vision stuff was like pretty not great. Like no. I think it, it just, just like has like like because it's like I think it's like very obviously they want Wanda to be a a sympathetic. It like it has trouble trying to well, get. To I that think point. the problem is, and it's what changed because the show didn't like nothing else to watch and going what almost two years without something in the MCU. Two years. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say it'll be two years in July, but we're gonna be getting stuff by that point. So yeah, like so, it's been like a year and a half since like the MCU stuff. It was originally supposed to come out in what like October. It was December, I think. I think Falcon Winter Soldier was gonna come out in like August or September. Okay, yes. Okay, so they flipped them around. But I think one of the problems is like it was supposed to be like end, and like that weekend was Doctor Strange was the original plan. Yeah. So I have a feeling that like a lot of the stuff, like the way that it's paced out at the end is like because this is like a direct like and I, I agree with you in a lot of stuff when it comes to like how the the stuff with Wanda um I think it's a lot of like they're leading it into Doctor Strange but when it comes to like them trying to make her a sympathetic uh antagonist kind of a character um I think a lot of that is trying to work around the because they pulled so much like directly from the comic books for the show yeah um, Specifically, House of M and the Vision run, but oh yeah, and um, what was the first uh, their original run, like Wanda, Wanda and the Vision or whatever from the eighties, like that entire and like West Coast Avengers, all that stuff is pulled uh, from. And I think one of the issues is that Wanda, for what like thir- uh, thirty or forty years, has basically been written as like crazy woman character, like she's just yeah. pure chaos and crazy. And she's done, like, some of the worst, like, she's, like, the author of, like, some of the worst atrocities in Marvel Comics. And trying to use that character and, like, they, like, kind of, they kind of softened it to make her less bad. Because, like, the ending makes, like, everyone, like, she's a fucking monster for what she did to those people. Like, yes, it's was sort of subconscious. Originally, it starts as subconscious, but then she's, like, ignoring it. Yeah, it's specifically like that scene where the woman's like, like my like I want to see my, my kids. Kid? I want to see my kids, and everyone's just like in massive pain, and like everything's like kind of resolved, and everyone's like kind of back to normal, and she's like walking through the town, and everyone's like staring at her, and Monkrum is like, they won't understand the sacrifices you made today, and I'm like, excuse me. Yeah, and I think that's, like, that's uh, the problem with, like, trying, and I I said this on the other show, and it sounds super gross saying it, but I think this is the truth. I think it's really hard for them to write her as one of, what, three, well, one is dead now, two, two of the last female, like, major name superheroes as turning her into a villain without trying to like trying to make it soft in the show like you know what i'm saying like i feel like they didn't want to have her go full bad guy because it would look bad turning like one of the two female avengers that's alive into a villain yeah i mean but like then it's just like they're trying to have their cake and eat it too it's like yeah and that's the problem they're trying to have their cake and eat too and like i writing like i can headcanon my way of like for monica's reaction I think this is supposed to be basically taking place like within like a, within a month after everyone gets brought back from Endgame. 
Yeah, this and is at least a couple months. No, it's not even a couple months. It's like a month. It's like oh, weeks. really? Yeah, it's like weeks later. Because if you th- if you look at when they do the flashback episode, when she, which is like one of the best scenes, is like when she has the the deed in the lot. So like she basically when she goes to sh- when she goes to sword, that's like right after she came back. So maybe she's been back for a couple days, and she well, she leaves that day, goes to the lot that he bought. And then turns Westfield, and our first episode takes place like there and after. So maybe the show starts like a week and a half, like two weeks after they come back. So like this is very much like so like Monica basically came back, found out that she's been gone for five years. In that time period, her mom has been like her mom died. So and then she gets like right back to work, and like has she basically is not given herself time to grieve. So like I kind of get that idea of what they're going with. Um, it's just like, yeah, like Sally, you said, like they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. And it just comes off poorly in like, yeah, she's a fucking monster for what she did. Like her reasons for doing like for it happening are sympathetic, but that doesn't like negate what she did to those people. She held them captive and was torturing them is like basically what the characters say. Like that, she would like her guilt or her grief was like spreading into them. And like at the end of the day, what was like what was Agna Harkness's like end game? Um, because, like, I, be- like, really, I believe because, like it seems like she because it's like if I'm like reading this correctly, like like it's not even that like. She influenced Wanda to do the thing that makes the TV show. It's no, like, she has Ag- nothing to Ag- do with that. Yeah, like Agatha just happens. I feel like just happens to be there. Like when no, it that's not what happened. That's not what happened. Okay. She so Wanda sets off the thing. Agatha, being another witch, senses the the amount of magic and goes there to and go figure out why, like what happened. Yeah. And because she wants to steal the magic. Yeah, like, I, I kind of feel like her, like, she's like a bad guy because she's trying to steal powers of someone who's emotionally breaking reality of this small town. Oh, it's, well, that's what, like, in the end, Agatha's not really the bad guy. That's when she's like, like, well, I'm trying to, like, if I, like my interpretation of it is like Agatha goes there because she's like holy shit that's a giant magic thing sees what's going on and is like okay like she obviously knows who Wanda is and she's like well, how the fuck is she doing this and is like confused so she's going undercover to kind of figure out because the way to me I read it is like Agatha was like when she was like going through the flashback stuff was like how did you get to be this powerful like what happened that made this who taught you whatever? And she doesn't know anything. And she's like, well, this doesn't make any sense. You can't just like have power. Like you just, you're a witch. You can't just like have magic power and like do things without like casting spells. And basically, like, but they give her like a big villain song. Like it's like, it, it was Agatha all along. It was like the idea that she's behind everything all along. She's insidious. But, but, but she's think- not. No, and I think like, it's more it's, like she was there. Like she, the whole thing was like she was. Po- she's the one that was poking all the holes. I mean, I'm with, I'm with Siler. I'm the. I feel like it was Agatha was there, kind of lured 
um, Wanda there just to manipulate her power because she knew of her from being an Avenger. Like, see, no, they, they not- basically they say that that's not the case. Like, Wanda goes to the town because that's where Vision bought the property, and then she explodes with the power. Agatha's not there at that point. Agatha shows up and is then like, "How is this going on?" She's poking because she wakes up the guy that then confuses Vision. And so, like, basically, to me, it's like, this is Agatha. Agatha was the one kind of waking Vision up the whole time and, like, poking that area. Because, like, when he's doing the magic trick, she's the one that's making, like, him use his powers and stuff. And then she killed the dog to, like, fuck with the kids. I killed Sparky, too. That's the most I think it's also, like, it's not, it's not as said, like, it's, it's said very confusingly, like, what her motive, like, her motivation is, like, very, like, abstract in a weird way she just like i sensed magic i went to the town i saw it was you i'm trying to figure out how you're able to do this so that if i can basically so she can determine if she should steal the magic or if someone else is involved and then when she finally is like fuck it like let me just take you into this room like reveal everything to you and then let's go through and like see where your backstory is and how you did this which we get some crazy reveals because they basically say that Wanda's always had magic pre the Mind Stone uh, bringing her, like hitting her, which could imply, like, I guess, like a mutant power, like innate powers. Sure. Which, it's like, speaking of mutants, so like they brought in the X, the X Men Pietro to do like this, like, a troll. Like, yeah. <laughs> like to tell, like, a, a, a fucking boner joke? Like, I think it's Sure. Like, it's funny. But, but it's like, also, it's like, really, his name has to be Ralph Boner? I think it's, it's just like, to, a dig. I, like, I thought it was just like a dig at the end. Like, we know that people are going to be annoying, like, think all this stuff is crazy, and it's just a troll. Why couldn't he just. I mean, it's like, if you're rewriting reality, why can't he just. Why can't he just be an alternate universe Pietro? Like, it's... It, I, I, like, I, I, I honestly kind of feel like they wrote, like, most of the show and then COVID happened and then the entire, like, Marvel timeline of, like, releases of films got changed and it was like, well, we have to, like... Like, Doctor Strange is not coming out for, like, another year after this. So, like, we need to kind of, like... And so we haven't introduced, like, alternate universe stuff quite yet. So, like, we can't necessarily have Pietro be the Pietro of, like, the X-Men film. Oh, I'm pretty sure this was already filmed before everything shut down. Like, this and Winter Soldier were, like, pretty much already filmed. Falcon... This finished first. Falcon and Winter Soldier had, like, two... Like, a week or two left to go before yeah, they, everything shut down. What they filmed was what they wanted to film. They didn't have to cut anything short. Yeah. They were just... But, like, I thought they... So, they, they just pushed this back for... Because there's, like, no reason why they need... They to pushed push it back, back to to fit more with the movie line of stuff. They didn't want to just leave it in limbo. The same with... Uh, but, yeah, there, but, but there's, like, nothing... It's like, this would have come out after Black Widow, but there's nothing that happens in this movie... I presumably would, you know... The timeline, the original timeline would have been Falcon Winter, and I think Falcon Winter Soldier, which rolled directly into Black Widow, and then, like, a month later would have been WandaVision, which rolled directly into Doctor Strange. Yeah. I'm just, like, sad, as I just feel like 
X-Men get no respect. And well, like, I think it's just I, I get what it, you're it, saying. I think it was just I, like a troll to the fans. Like, sure, oh, you thought this thing, and I thought it was. I I think it was funny. Like, I'm if I get what you're I, saying, and it was what I everybody thought, it thought it would be. And then I, it was like funny, and then I was like immediately kind of sad, and then I was just like, okay, whatever. You know, it's like yeah. I, it's. It's, it's I just think like, is like, I, I should expect this more. Yeah, let's take the best part of those bad movies and like play with that and that actor, especially, and then make a kick-ass joke in it and like all this stuff. And then, and like, the thing is like, oh, they left so many red herrings for everything. And it's again, it's like one of the, or one of the things that's awesome about the show was like the week by week. So everyone got to freak out on everything, which is something that like, we haven't gotten to do in a while. Like Mandalorian had surprises, but you were there weren't like crazy theories of what anything was. Where this it was like everything was crazy from the jump. I feel like the thing people are like, like the thing I'm mad about, like where like in this show specifically is like people being mad about the Last Jedi and things not paying off. Like and like in the Last Jedi, I thought it was like kind of like you know it's like oh hey like at the time ray's not a skywalker she's not like her parents are just like kind of nobodies and, and i thought that was kind of great but but you know but like in here it's like they they have like all these like different things that they're kind of building up to and like in the end like none of it kind of really matters and i'm just like okay like i you know it works in a movie i don't necessarily think it works that well in a nine episode mystery tv show where like the mystery is actually there is no mystery well except like one of the biggest tv shows of the year was literally that but i don't i think there was more mystery here because like agatha did exist like that was a thing that happened yeah i think i think for um i think for people who don't follow comics like us for them it was the bigger um this was mystery week after week after week yeah really all that much about agatha harkness it's like like I know that she's like this old lady who's like a a teacher to Wanda, and that's kind of about it, you know. And like I don't even think you have to be like a huge comics fan to like understand what's going on in this show. It's like if you watch the movies, you you kind of already have an understanding of like what like what this show is about. No, I think like what they did more was like I think it was a lot to me. Think, what this I show think you have to be more of a fan of like classic sitcoms to understand what the show oh, is than you yeah. have to be like a comic than be a comics nerd. And I think a lot of that, like, uh, the, the sitcom stuff, I really liked, and Paul Bettany was amazing. Um, I just think, Paul like... Bettany acting drunk because he had gum in his system was one of the funniest fucking things. Yeah. And, like, I know a lot of people didn't get that part of the show, which I was like, oh, come on. Like, I get it, you're young. Like, but, like, these are kind like, of troops. I mean, they don't play Bewitched in the Dick Van Dyke show on Nick at Night anymore. I know, which is funny, but what was funny was, like, when I talked to my brother, like, my niece, that was what she connected to in the show, because, like, those kind of sitcom jokes are so universal, like, if you, like, a kid can understand the beats, and she connected with that, like, pretty easily. Um, but I don't know, we got, like, a lot of, like, big information, like, when we got the, like, sword exists, and what, that's kind of, like, that they were kind, they changed the name, but it is basically Space Shield, um, that like her mom, Monica's mom made it. We got Monica getting powers, which I thought they translated very well, like her vision and how her powers work, like especially her not knowing how to use them. 
Uh, we got amazing kind of that we have not gotten like what the world kind of like look at the world like kind of during the blip and after everyone came back like that hospital scene like we never got we haven't because the only other thing that we got post endgame has been spider-man and they kind of act like it's just like i guess because they're teenagers like they don't care like but like the what we get in that hospital scene is like craziness which is what you would expect it to be and what we get from hayward as much of a shithead as he was is like yeah, shit was fucked. Like, half of the world just blipped out of existence. Like, him being like, Demonic is like, do you understand, like, what we had to do to hold the world together? Oh, we- that's, like, another thing. I don't really understand what he is arrested for in the end. Um, It's like, it's like, is he being arrested because he put, like, like Jimmy Woo, who's like, uh, like FBI? A, a, an FBI agent in handcuffs? No, because I think it was the vision evidence. thing. No, it I was think... the vision thing because he tampered with evidence. He tampered with like security footage and everything. Yeah, I think it was like the build, like secretly building. I think it went. It might have gone against the Sokovia Accords thing. Like I, I think like maybe I was just like also by that point I was just like kind of losing the thread and then like they arrested like and then they like they arrested him and I was just like what's what's happening? Like also like that big huge stupid like Marvel fight between Scarlet Witch and Agatha is like just like not good. Like Well it's like, like a Dragon like, Ball Z fight. But it's like we it's like We've seen wizard fights in the Marvel U. Like, and I don't expect you to do, like, something on the scale of, like, Doctor Strange, because that requires, like, a lot of money. But, like, you could, like, do some, like, really cool stuff with, like, magic. Like, there's, like, that scene where Agatha was, like, turning the kids into Lego pieces, and that looked really cool because it's basically, like, people being written out in House of M with, like, them being turned into Lego blocks. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I thought that was like a really cool way to like show magic being used, and and like really like flying around shooting lightning bolts is just like uh, it's just like very uh, yeah. interesting to me. It's like well, I, the one I feel part like of it, could do magic better than that. Wanda was throwing the stuff though; she was trying to put up the runes. Mm-hmm. Like that was her hitting, throwing the runes on the hex. Sure, I so, like, yeah, I suppose. I, there's like a bunch of little things, but like I love what they did with the vision stuff, like the double, like having the two visions and like how that like we get our fight and then it goes into well, they're two androids, so like they would talk because they're equally oh. matched. Yeah, that, that's that's perfect. the best part about the whole episode. Yeah, um, and I yeah, I liked what we get like the world building from Agatha where she's like, oh, I finally figured out you're a fucking monster. Like, you are, like, you are the thing that we should all be shitting our pants over. I'm, like, you are going to destroy the fucking world. I have to end you. And, like, that kind of leading, like, oh, if she's this powerful that she's doing all this stuff and she's still scared of what Wanda can become. Yeah, at the point, I'm like, is this a double turn? Like, are we having, like, a face heel dynamic? Like, being Oh, switched? I think that's exactly what it is. But then like, it doesn't. But then it doesn't work when like with the Monica after, like, stuff, yeah. With the Monica stuff, and then I, like, I, that's I think and, it's the problem of trying to have her kicking you too. It's like you're trying to show that Wanda is like this, which she, it's the trying to do the comic book stuff where like 
Wanda's way too OP to like have running around in the world where she doesn't know how to use her powers. And in the comics, you're just like, well, fuck her. She's like terrible because everything she does is terrible. But then they try to make her sympathetic here. Uh, they, they have her be sympathetic. Okay, so like they make her a bad guy, and then they make her sympathetic, and then the stinger is her in some cabin doing scary runes, and it's like, uh, so is she actually bad all along? And Monica was just being stupid. I think it's like to me, it's the what Agatha was saying. It's like uh, she's she like assumed her role as the Scarlet Witch, so she is now like. Like she has, she is now one. She's reading the Darkhold, which is like the super spooky evil book um, that Agatha had. Which I saw, which I've learned two crazy things that I learned on TikTok was the Jimmy Woo card thing came from Ant Man Two was a was a uh, what do you call it a tie back to that because uh, Scott Lang does it to him in Ant Man Two, and then he goes like, Scott, how'd you do it? And he's like, Oh, what the card trick? And that's literally what he does to present the card. And then the Darkhold that Agatha has, if you watch Doctor Strange, when he is in, like, the library and he's asking Wong about the, the books, and he's like, oh, what about those? It's like, oh, that's the Ancient One's personal collection. There's one book missing. And it's the same, the Darkhold in this is the same design as those books. But it's not the same as the one in Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D.? No, because Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't matter. Or it's not the same one as in, I think, Cloak and Dagger? No, uh, not Cloak and Dagger, the Runaways. Cloak and Dagger definitely doesn't matter. No, the Runaways, I guess, had the Dark Hole as well. Oh, I never saw Runaways. I know it's on Disney Plus. I'll get to it. Eventually. The first season was fine. Um, I'm the OC, so I'll give it a shot. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I really like the show. There's a ton of stuff with that, like that we can nitpick over. Like, I thought them even pulling out White Vision like blew my fucking mind. Like. When I was like, all the theories was like, people were like, oh, maybe they're like, because it's like, oh, Hayward's definitely doing something. Wait, what did you call it? White Vision? Yeah. Okay. Uh, due to the way that sound, I took it to calling it, I, I took it to calling him uh, Danny Fant Vision. Oh, well, I, th- I think they refer to him as like White Vision in the comics, right? At certain points to differentiate, because they basically, it's exactly what they do in the show. Or I just put like, Ghost Vision. Yeah. Like, Danny Fant Vision or Ghost Vision? They put like a fucking sheet over it with two aisles. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the Charlie Brown one where it's just a bunch of eye holes because he can't do it right. <laughs> but like, even pulling that because people are like, "Oh, is it gonna like? Are they using the tech and vision to like?" People are like, "Oh, they're gonna build Sentinels." It's like, man, Sentinels is like way too much. Like, Sentinels is way too they're early. so connected to the mutants. I was like, maybe they're gonna build adaptoids off of his stuff. Like, I could see them doing that. It's too early for Sentinels. Let's calm down. Yeah. Let's like, get uh, in before. That's how they introduce Sentinels, is that they're like vision tech? Oh, shit. Yeah, I don't know. Like, oh, that's, that's a cool idea. Yeah, I just think it's too early for them. But, like, that's why I said, like, maybe like it could have been, like, super adaptoids, and I could have gotten that. Because, like, he can, like, phase and shit, and I don't know. He's just a weapon. He is, like, a weapon. Like, I like how they leave it off where we get, like, kind of an ending to our vision, yet we have another one. Um, I thought it was crazy that they did the kids, and that shit's definitely coming back at some point. Um, Especially that, like, Agatha's still around, which I'm glad they did not kill her off. That would have pissed me off. Um, I'm trying to think what other crazy thing. Oh, the scroll stuff at the end was cool to tie in. Secret Invasion. Uh, 
if that's what it is, or like it's because I, I think it's I think it's secret invasion because they're saying he wants to talk to you, and she points up in the sky. We all know Nick. Yeah, Fury. but it's yeah, it's Fury because so, she's not gonna want to talk to Captain Marvel clearly because they hinted at that little. Yeah, which is gonna be interesting to show because I'm sure she's gonna end up in Captain Marvel too. She is gonna be in Captain Marvel too. That's not yeah. even like, uh, going to be. She is confirmed to be in Captain Marvel too. Yeah, like I, like there's there was a lot of interesting stuff. I still think the show was like, oh, I, I can see why. Like, if things were different and we got Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to be much more MCU like as opposed to this show, which was really quirky and weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I really, I did really like the show. I definitely will go at least rewatch those first two episodes because they're like I legitimately laughed at stuff that they were doing, and they just have Olsen and Be- Olsen and um. Betney. Betney have such good chemistry. Oh, they're fantastic. But uh, speaking of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, confirmed Bucky's a Tolkien nerd. If anyone saw the clip. Oh, yeah. And um, and Falcon's a gamer. That's, like, official. It's not even... Uh, although Anthony Mackie is as well. Like, they said oh, that... Oh, you're talking about the Xbox commercial? Yeah. But, like, basically, it, I'm sure it'll be, like, in the show, like, but yeah, he's a gamer. Uh, oh, my God. What if... What if the Falcon... In the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, is playing is it, the Avengers game on Xbox One. I would be so happy. You have no idea how much I would oh, laugh. Me, like what I was thinking is like, what if he punches someone and says like Falcon Punch? I don't think Nintendo would let him, but um, <laughs> he is the Falcon and he is punching. I did like, I did like the whole exchange <laughs> where they're like the big three: aliens, androids, and wizards. That's all everything we've it's ever like, fought. <laughs> There's not wizards. Like, what do you call Doctor Strange? He's like, he's a sorcerer. It's like. Uh, the wizard's just a sorcerer with a fancy hat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought that's like, oh, They have such good chemistry. I do think that the other thing that WandaVision will tie into, it feels like, is like, we know Doctor Strange. I feel like that Loki show is going to have a lot of similar... I think it's yeah. going to have a lot of similar... Loki's going to have a lot of similar vibes. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I think like Hawkeye is probably going to be a lot like Falcon Winter Soldier. So... I don't know. It's interesting. Like, I kind of like, I liked everything that they did. Like, the big things. There are definitely things to nitpick about, like, that we have. But, like, I don't know. Like, I really liked it. Like, it's not a perfect show, but I think it's a solid, like, 8 out of 10. It's better than, like, as a whole thing. I think it's better than, so, like, at least, like, a good chunk of the movies that, like, I'd it rather is. watch it than Thor 2, maybe Thor 1. It is upper tier MCU for me. Like, let's see. I actually have my list up right now. Give me one second, and I'll tell you where it lands. It lands like pretty high up on the list. I think I'd have it like kind of top of the middle. I have it right at number six. It's in my top ten. I think that's hard because like the it's six hours. It's how many? However many hours? You're comparing like a nine hour TV show to like a two hour (coughs) movie, and like. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen that uh, over meme about, like, like two-hour movie or a hundred-hour game. Oh, it's yeah. It's like, like, they push away the two-hour movie, but you're like, okay, with a hundred-hour game, it's like, uh, like... They're different know. medians, yeah. But, like, I, I guess I meant, like, just, like, they're, they're different, but, like, what I would go back to, like, I would rather, just, like, as a revisiting and what I had more fun with, I had more fun with WandaVision than, like, um, yeah, like I said, the first two Thor movies... Uh, Incredible Hulk. Um, For me, it, it, I have like, it's like right by Guardians 2, Cap 1, Civil Wars, Homecoming. 
Iron Man 3, Guardians 1, Avengers 1, Far From Home, Ant-Man, Cap Marvel, Iron Man 1, Doc Strange 1, Ant-Man 2, Credible Hulk, Ultron, Thor 1, Iron Man 2, Thor 2. Yeah, like, I think I would take, like, chunks of it that, like, I would really watch over some of the movies. Like, I have not, I've only seen Doctor Strange once. I'm trying to think what else I've only seen once. Um, I only saw Captain Marvel once, and then I went back. I've only seen Captain Marvel once. Doctor Um, Strange, I think I've only seen once. Yeah, Ant-Man, like, Ant-Man 2 uh, I've definitely seen once. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I'd probably give this a 7. Like, it, it was fun for what I watched. Um, the, last, the last episode wasn't for me. Like, I like I don't think I'll ever watch it again, but like, there might be clips I'll probably see online. Yeah, every once yeah so which is why, like I said, like, I think the only ones I would really go back and watch again are the first two. Like, because I think they're just so different, and they're just like, I just want to watch Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen do sitcom characters. I don't know. Is there any other things that you guys want to say, like about the show or the show? It's good no. shit. It's real good shit. I think it's. Uh, yeah, I'm hyped for Winter Falcon Winter Soldier. Um, before we go on to the rest of the news, I just want to talk about. So I know at least two of us have watched. Siler, I'm guessing you have not watched Superman and Lois at all. I watched the first episode, and I was tricked uh, because I wasn't aware it was an hour and a half. Thought it was only going to be an hour, and then like. And then, like, they didn't end at, at the hour-long mark, and it was like, wait, what? And it's like, no, it's like... Uh, yeah, I watched the first episode. Okay, so they're up to three episodes. I, I honestly forgot which, what day it's even on. Wednesdays. It, I think it's on the same day as... Tuesdays. I think it, it's Tuesdays. It's on Tuesdays? Okay. Flash is Wednesdays, then, yeah. No, uh, Flash is on Tuesdays. I was gonna say, I don't think it's on Wednesdays, because that's when... AEW is on, and I wouldn't have okay. watched it. No, I'm watching it on the app anyway. On Tuesdays, so. Flash is its lead-in. Okay, I thought that Flash was its lead-in. One, I would say, like, the production value in Superman and Lois is, like, 20 times that of the rest of the CW shows. The, it makes the rest of the CW shows look like a joke. An it's app- filmed so cinematically, but, like, Tyler, is it, like, Hotchkin? Tyler Hocklin. Hocklin is so, like, the cast is so good. Oh he's God. such a good Superman. He's such a good Clark. Like, he's such a good Clark. She's Superman. such a good Lois. I like all the stuff that they're building, too. Superman, this is, the- this is like a little spoiler. I know you haven't seen it yet, Siler, but Clark eventually takes a position as the assistant coach of the football team, and him pretending to, like, have trouble carrying a thing of water is one of the most wholesome, adorable things I've ever oh, seen. Super Dad is the best. Like, him as a dad is so good, and dealing with the struggles has been great. And I was going to say, like, the one of the most surprising things for of this show for me is because it's something I'm super critical of. It's like, these kids are good. I like them. They're interesting. I like what they're doing with them. They don't they also suck. act well. They act well and they're written really well. Like, the characters are written well. And not just the two, the twins. Like, the other, Lana's kid is written really well, too. Um, oh, Lana's kid is great. That, that whole diner scene, I was like... Oh, my God. That is such a good... Basically, Siler, she just, like, airs out her, her entire family's dirty laundry on her mom in the middle of a diner in front of everybody, like oh, well, a, like like a, her, like a her, 15-year-old would do. Well, her husband seems like a real piece of shit. Oh, well, that's where, like, and I'm like, I do get, like, what they're writing, and Ooh. I think it's a very smart way to write, like, a very political show, because, like, yeah, he seems sucky, but then, like, well, that one episode... And in episode three, Lana is definitely really sucky too as a mom. 
and he is and compared to him in some aspects. Yeah, but he's also just well, he's like he is a Kansas just, like, conservative guy and he's who's just a bro. Also, he's also just very jealous of Clark. Oh, that's absolutely, and I but like he's a good character in the show because he's, he's like, not he's a like, bad he's guy. Like, uh. It's like he's a guy. Douche. It's like guy. He's not going to steal your wife. Like yeah, because he's like know? he's the fire chief. Like he's not a terrible person. Like he's just a douche. Like he's just like he's just a dick. Yeah, it's just it's just like oh he's going to steal my wife. And I'm like have have you not seen who he's married to? Like well that goes. I think that goes a lot into like when we what we learn about like their relationship. But like they're basically on their way to divorce before they even move in. But like they have, where he so oh, wait, in episode Lana or Lois and Clark. Lana. Oh, okay. I was gonna say Lois and Clark aren't. No, no, no. Lana and uh, I don't remember his name. Douchey McDouche Douche. Got it. Yeah. Uh, Kyle. Um, but like the one scene that's like, oh, that makes him look not shitty, is like the girl, the daughter's going to therapy, and he's like, can we just go in and sit in the lobby like normal people? And Lana's just like freaking out about how that will look. And just makes them sit in the car and not go into the doctor's office to wait for their daughter. And like she just like they actually do like a pretty good job of like he's the one handling like their kid having to go to therapy and like having mental health issues better of the two of them. Yeah. Which was was just like a wild kind of like an unexpected take of like, oh, this that's what I'm saying. Like he's not he's just a douche, like, but he's not a bad guy. Like he's like their town is fucked. He just happened. He's just like your very average, what somebody in like small, like Smallville, Kansas would be. Like, I think that he's that. And I don't mind having a character who I don't believe with in anything politically. And that's what they're leaning. I also think that some of the things he brings up to Lois is like a lot of arguments people have about like big city and like coasters. And I think it's a very interesting way to deal with that dynamic. And the stuff with Lois in general has been fantastic. Um, because yeah, that... the the last two episodes, do they uh, do they still like have her be a reporter in some yeah. fashion? Oh, uh, that's, in like, some that's fashion, like a huge yeah. plot point of like, like two episodes. Do you care if we spoil like, Tyler? My, well, like my my fear to was, address that like, person's concerns that like not, on Twitter, not not, not address that person's concerns, but like the fact that it was like we're gonna move basically like Lois and Clark like out of the city and into Smallville. And it was like, okay, well, like, so do they? What's Lois like, gonna do? Like, yeah, yeah that's like, a what whole. Is Lois, like, what is it Lois is a, doing in the small town now? Yeah, like, it's a whole, whole plot, plot point. I think it's in episode two where like uh, Sam Lane shows up, and it's like, oh, well, that like her and John Junior, like the kid, uh, basically like blew up their lives to move out there. But like, it also deals with like their like the Daily Planet got bought by like Morgan. Eviler, Jeff Bezos, and Morgan Edge. So that is like a huge plot point where it's like, oh, it doesn't even matter because do you care if we spoil stuff? I mean, they they have all that in the first episode that the that the evil Jeff Bezos who bought the Daily Planet is also buying up like all the land and no, 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 that's fine. But do you care if we spoil what happens in the next couple episodes because something does happen to Lois in terms oh, of journalism? Oh, I don't oh, uh, she writes an article about what you just said. And it gets rewritten by the Daily Planet and posted yeah. with her name on it. Yeah, what? Which like that's like also like that doesn't like 
I'm gonna say, like that happens. That's also incredibly shitty. Of like, like, and uh, uh, like it's like Lois Lane is not just some random reporter. She's like a Pulitzer winner, like in yeah. the comics. So oh, they, like, no, no, no. They, they, she is all that, and she basically goes like she breaks into like his meeting and is like, "Here, this, I spent all night working on this, and it's her saying I quit. Like, don't ever fucking rewrite me, you piece of shit." Like, and like walks the fuck out, and like and a woman, the Smallville Gazette. Yep, yeah. yeah, and she takes because it's like the only thing where she's not going to get censored, and yeah, and she's like, posting from there. Yeah, but like, also, it's like. If, if, like, a major writer for, like, a newspaper, like, left in that kind of fashion, like, I feel like she could, like, just start her own, like, That's basically what she's like, doing. Service. That's okay. basically what she's doing, because, um... The she's one of two employees. Nobody. Yeah. And she's basically taking the character kind of under her wing, who's her boss. But yeah, that's basically what she's doing. I think it's also getting at the idea of like kind of hitting, which they did in the comics, Morgan Edge buying the Daily Planet, but like the kind of big business owning like media companies and then not letting you write stories like addressing the people who own that business. I think it's a direct like thing because the show is, which I think is when the CW stuff is working the best, especially like Black Lightning and Supergirl is like attacks kind of real world issues. And I think that, like, them having, like, oh, well, yeah, she's just, like, award-winning Pulitzer Prize-winning, but, like, that doesn't matter when it's the guy who, like, owns the paper. Like, that's the way these media corporations are now. Like, you can't talk about, if you're on the Washington Post, you can't shit on Amazon, at least, like, I don't know. But, like, that's kind of the idea, I guess. And I think it's a smart way to address it. Um, There also is, like, to address that one, I guess, former writer's things, like, there's a lot of characters of color, like Lana and her daughter, her daughter's boyfriend, the football coach who's like in a shit ton of scenes. Um, I don't know. I guess like there's one character who's the bad guy who's of color, which is interesting. What's revealed about um, multiverse Lex? He seems yeah. to he seems to come from a universe. Uh, I don't know. It would I want to say it's, it's not Red Sun. But it's no, like it's not Red Sun. We did that in Supergirl. It's like it's Black almost like Injustice Superman. Injustice Superman, or I'm wondering if it's like some. It's basically like a Superman who took Jordan. over the planet. I wonder if Jordan somehow like snapped because of his powers or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like he gave into anti life or something. It's, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, it's Zack Snyder Superman. I didn't want to say that, but it kind of feels like it might be a point at like Nightmare Superman. Uh, which if they did like kind of a goof on that, like the like I would love it so much. Like give it to me. I uh, yeah, you know what? Like that was like the one thing. I mean, like I did like the first episode. It's just like it's it's difficult for me to like watch week watch, after week. watch weekly shows on TV because I just kind of like I, I I forget. Like I I even forgot what day it's on. Oh yeah, like, I, I um, watch on the like, app. So like I'm just like, Ugh. and we only have like a couple hours to watch TV together. It's like oh let's watch this show that's like it's superheroes but it's also got like a really strong female lead and like has all the drama stuff that my wife likes so but like basically what i was just gonna say is like you know we've been dealing with like movie version of superman you know for like the last like 15 years where it's just like i just you get the feeling that 
the people who hold the character, like who have like the the character in charge, or like are in charge of the character, like just kind of don't know what they really want out of the character. It's like, well, it's like, do we want to do this pseudo sequel to a movie that's twenty five years old and and make him just distant and a bad father, or like, do we want to have a Superman that's a Christ allegory who like also has a father but, figure who tells him that funny. he shouldn't care about people? But then, like, you watch like the opening of Superman and Lois and Superman oh, with that flat, and, with that like the, the, the old suit and the car, and then like <laughs> the kids like, hey man, I like your suit. He's like, thanks, my mom made it for me. And it's like perfect. Yes, that's just like, like it's, it's so like, good. It's so good. It's like this yeah. is. This is what I've been waiting for, you know. Yeah, and Ty- and Tyler H- Hotchkin or whatever his name Hawkling. is, like Hawkling, Hawkling, just nails like that's where it's like he nails that like like that boyish like Boy Scout like just oh go shucks like good guy kind of thing that I mean, like, is Superman. I mean, like Superman to me like is Superman out of like the animated show or yes. Justice League. But he like, does, he doesn't know that Santa's not real, and his parents I had to run just and give him. Like, yes, that's that's the Superman I grew up with. Like, that's what I think of too. So, like, and, and Tyler, Tyler is that to me. Yeah, or even like you know, and like that Superman like knew when to get his hands dirty. Like, I love that scene where you know he's about to fight Darkseid, and he's oh, just he's like, like, I could finally cut loose. I could finally cut loose. You're just like, yeah. Yeah, like that is like an episode like I because I I, uh, I I watched all of season one of Justice League not too long ago, um, and it's just like oh man that show nailed like what I think of as Superman is just like this giant dork who just happens to be a god like he's just a fucking dork like he's corn like cornflake cornbread like middle America like dweeb like who happens- it's like. You know, like, I get why Superman is the way he is in those, like, Zack Snyder films, because it's like, he was, like, raised by a dad who, like, told him that he should let a bunch of kids in a bus die, you know, so he protects his secret, and a mom who says that he doesn't owe humanity anything, like, it's just like, when you're raised by such selfish parents, it's like, I'm not surprised that... Like the adult Fuck that you can't kill is all like, the kids, leave him on the which, bus. And they immediately address in this show of like after Ma Kent dies, because I refuse to call her the other name. Um, after she dies, when Lana, because did you see the? I don't remember if it's in the first episode when Lana explains the whole situation with the farm. It's the first episode. Yeah, it's like yeah, that's the Kent's I know where she just like she takes out a reverse mortgage to just help the people in the town. Like that, it's like oh, like. Yeah, because it's like, I mean, the Kents are just like the idealized, good, wholesome, like the, Midwestern family. You yeah, know? that's exactly what they, they're like. The they're because they're the '40s idealized, like the greatest generation Midwestern values. Like, help your neighbors. Work hard. Work will get you everything. And like, they can't have a kid, and they like are depressed, but, like, they're still together no matter what, and they just, like, a fucking alien falls in their lap, and they're like, nah, we're gonna raise this kid. And they don't, like, shit their pants over it. Um, but yeah, I don't, that's where I like, I like about the show. And again, I like the kids. I like how, like, what they're doing with them. I like how they're dealing with their issues. Like, the, the stuff one, that they're doing with Jordan is really cool. Yeah, the one son 
he's like new. Like he like so like what, Jonathan, okay. Jonathan Kent, like I know is like in the comics, but like yes. I, Do you know I, what you know where Jordan is from? No. Superman Returns. That's the name of that kid. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that was the whole goof. Oh my god! Yeah, when they did Crisis, when he meets that Superman, he's like, yeah, my son Jordan. And it's like, oh. And then when he comes back, it's like, oh, the boys. Yeah, so they just, like, that was part of the folding it in. They do explain what? his name, because they say he's named after Jor-El. Oh, oh, like, oh, man. So each kid is named after one of his dads. That's good. Yeah, that's what, like, this show has good writing, and, like, I like all the stuff they're doing, like... Oh, oh my god, okay, so, like, I also want to talk about, in that first episode, where Clark goes to talk to, I believe, Jonathan is the the one that has, like... He's the sports like, one. Like, He's oh, the blonde. I, I'm, okay, then the other one, who's... Jordan. Uh, who's, like, Jordan's the emo kid. <laughs> and the first thing you see with him is he's playing Injustice, Injustice yes. And, and he's, he's like, playing, oh, you're he's playing, And he's playing as Raiden. He's like, he's like, oh man, you're playing as Superman. He's like, no, I'm playing as Raiden. Superman's way. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Injustice is. I was like, the concept of even in like the DC universe, like people are like, mm, like Superman's kind of lame. Like, what if he was actually like a bad guy? And they yeah. made like a comics franchise about it that was so big that they made a game about it. Yeah, it's like so. It's like kind of like that weird Earth One stuff, but like Superboy Prime. But like, it's not. It's like such a weird meta thing. It's, and, uh, yeah, it was like so good. But yeah, uh, it was but, a great way to show like, oh, that's what kids think of Superman. Yeah, and and you know, and, and you brought up earlier about how the show um, looks a lot more professional than the other shows, and, and like, you know, I I actually like didn't really think about it until you brought it up, but like. I feel like a lot of the Flash feels like it just shows on sets, and I think oh, it well, kind of helps that. Yes, but like I, they're on location. When, Superman, when yeah, when you're watching Superman Lois, like at least you get the feeling that they're on location. That like yeah, that, that like a tangible place. That yeah, because uh, they're where they shot Smallville. That's all. Yeah. Like it's, I think it's pretty much the same town and the same house and barn. Oh wow! Okay, that's cool. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure it's all the same stuff, like because like the movie theater is still there. It just has a different name on it. Like all the streets look the same. So like, which they can play off because like that was one of the universes we saw, and if it got folded in, like it all makes sense. And that's like kind of funny. Like I didn't watch Crisis because like you know I've like I, I told you I told you guys before like the Flash the Flash season where Barry got everything he ever wanted, and he was just like. Mm. What if I also had my mom back, and then he like changed everything? I'm like, you know what? Like I, I like that was like literally the moment I was like, okay, I'm washing my hands of all of this. Like I'm good. Oh, and that wasn't it, even the worst season. Yeah, I like I I dipped out. Like I, I, I think would I suggest a yeah. season of uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, Legends is great. Legends is really fun. The first season is terrible. The rest of the seasons the are one, super. The fun. ones to watch are Black Lightning. Legends of Tomorrow after season one because season one's garbage, and yeah, because Legends of Tomorrow turns into Doctor Who but with superheroes. I was gonna say like it's a comedy, like something like Briscoe County Junior or Jack of All Trades, but yeah, like I like those too. Yeah, it's it's completely just like it knows what it is. Like they have a vampire episode, they have like zombie Confederate soldiers, and they're like, 
I've been like, oh, goddamn. Like, literally, they have an episode where they're, like, gonna fight vampires, and they cut back, and Heatwave is reading Bram Stoker's Dracula, and they're like, we gotta go. It's like, hold on, I'm almost done. And he's, like, still going. They have <laughs> kaiju battles. They have several kaiju battles throughout the series. Um, all hail Bebo, our lord and savior, and god. Oh, and there's, like, the one season where they, like, visit all, like, TV people where, like, they have to save George Lucas. Because there's one, George, there's one if, part where Gorilla Grodd goes after Barack Obama, young Barack Obama. Oh, the, the George Lucas one is funny because they're like, they basically have to, they basically explain that like, yeah, if George Lucas doesn't make movies, Nate doesn't become an archaeologist because he gets inspired by Indiana Jones, and um, what's his name doesn't become the Adam because he got inspired by Star Wars to get into science. That's the same with um. They're, speaking of kaiju, they have a Godzilla like homage to the original movie. Oh yeah, with the octopus squid thing. Yeah, and it's like the director of Godzilla is in the movie, or not the guy, someone the character is rather. Yeah, he's the yeah he's the guy they're going to is like the writer. Um, there's so much fun stuff that they do, uh, and then like all the Constantine stuff was like really fun. But yeah, watch Crisis if you can get a chance. Problem is, it's like. You can watch three parts on Netflix, and then you have to go to HBO Max for like the other one, which I think is in the middle. Yeah, because Batwoman, which that I, show, I will, I will say about Crisis, there is a lot of like knowledge you have to have, especially Arrow. The last season of Arrow is pretty much all Crisis setup. I'm probably fine. Like, yeah, I, I don't think like, you. I like think the, they explain those, most those of it. Show, yeah, those shows are like slow enough. I feel like, and to where it's like you can kind of like pick up the pick up the. Uh, the threads. Yeah, but like I would say, like of the shows, like, I would like go I watched, back. Like I watched uh, mostly Arrow as background noise, and I caught most of like what that show was about. Yeah, Black Lightning is really great, and I haven't watched started. I haven't started this new season, but last season, what they did with like bringing in Wayne Brady for what he does was so fucking awesome. Oh, and like, does Wayne Brady choke a bitch? Uh, several. <laughs> <laughs> Like he's he's basically like, what if what if we made Captain America kind of against his will, but he's too powerful, so he fucked off, or he told us to fuck off, <clears throat> and he went and like tried to start his own country of metahumans, because it gets like really, which he is a character from the comics, like he takes over Markovia, uh, but they, and he's uh, basically the, immortal. The Geoforce. Uh, country? Yes, which Geoforce shows up in the show. He's a character oh, in season like, two. God. Very changed. Like, he is... It's, it's, like, funny, because I feel like every time Geoforce shows up in a thing, i just like, ugh. And it's like, they always try and change him to where, like, like no, he's, like, good now. And it's like, you know what? Quinn, no, he's, he's like... Geoforce a thing. No, he's, like, a younger mixed-race kid. I don't know what he's mixed up. Who starts dating... He's kind of flirting with lightning, and they show like that their powers are actually like they can like help. They're like the only people because they don't really have great control that can help each other. Because like his earth powers like ground her lightning. Um, I don't know. It's a fun show, and it gets like it's super political, like which it can't not be. But like I really like it. Um, so let's go into some of these other news stories before we finish out. Because one of them is pretty big and actually ties into CW stuff really well. Yeah, dog. Is it the, this uh, Warner Warner Media previews? No, uh, the 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 Pride uh, anthology, because the actress who plays oh. Dreamer on Supergirl is writing 
uh, a new Dreamer series. Oh, um, story. She, story, not a series. Oh, it's a story, and they are making like it's basically her version of Dreamer. Like that, Dreamer is an openly trans character. And they're also doing. Um, yeah, I have it up here. It's Kate Keane by Tinian. Luke uh, Luke Fox from Batwoman is doing a story in uh, Batman Urban Legends. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's going to be penning a story for that in the uh, issue four. Yeah, but like it's basically all writers and artists working on like LGBTQ. I don't remember the other. IA plus. Yeah, like, and it's all like artists and writers who fall into that working on those books. I believe as well. The, the only one that's they, the, the characters that they highlight within this are uh, there's going to be a Batwoman story, a Poison Ivy Harley Quinn story, which uh, I think it's like kind of funny considering like the last time we saw Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn, where they basically just do that huge like we're going to kill Poison Bullshit. Ivy kind of, but then like write this kind of like five issue long story, you know, kind of like cementing their relationship, and then it ends with like a kiss on the forehead, and you're just like. So, yeah. like, like when they first announced this book, and they they had like those covers for the the I think it looks like Jen Partel cover for like uh, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. I just like kind of had to like laugh like a little bit because I was just like, okay, so like, are we are we fi- finally getting real now? Are we are we finally gonna make this a thing? Uh, but yeah, the other ones are Midnighter, Flash of Earth Eleven. Green Lantern. Which, yeah, uh, I don't know the flat. I don't know that character. the The Green Lantern one, I was shocked that they uh, were Alan, even still do- doing that. Uh, Alan Scott, you don't know who Alan Scott is? No, I know who he is, but that comes from that stupid New Fifty Two thing, where like they announced uh, that they were. That's where that originates from, because it's sure. his, his son is originally Obsidian has almost always been a gay character, like openly gay yes. character. So. I guess they reintroduced Alan Scott recently within the books, and I don't know if this Alan Scott is the same Alan Scott from Earth 2. Yeah, based on the costume, it looks like it's the Golden Age. I haven't been reading a ton of DC lately. Um, I have to read all the Future State stuff, but yeah, Um, that's... Well, it's funny, because the Future State, I, I, I feel like half of it kind of is just like... 90% of it is just like throwing like throwing shit to the wall and seeing what sticks. Um, mm-hmm. But evidently, they're like, I haven't read yet, but it's like Infinite Infinite Discovery or whatever. There was like a book last week I, I haven't read yet, but like evidently the, he shows up in that. Uh, but yeah, the other ones are Jackson Hyde, Aqualad, Dreamer, Rene Montoya, and the Pied Piper. Yeah, and yeah, the, uh, the Dreamer, Nicole Maines is who plays Dreamer on Supergirl. It's awesome to see Renee Montoya back as the question. Um, yeah, and the scene, like, great. we're doing something with Pied Piper is awesome. Um, and Aqualad, it's like, I don't know why we cannot get, like, I, one, I don't understand why they changed the character's name from the Young Justice cartoon. I'm guessing it's a rights thing, why he's not Calderon, and why he's Jackson Hyde. But, like, this is, like, the third or fourth time he's, like, they're trying to do stuff with him, and it just never sticks. Because I think the last thing he popped up in was like Young Justice for like a minute for like one one issue, and he was like a part of one of those bad like that bad Teen Titans book for a quick minute. So he, uh, I think he showed up like for like a little bit, but yeah, uh, some of these covers are looking pretty cool. Like they got um, uh, 
Chris Anka to do some of these covers, and he's great. So yeah, they have like the I don't remember the character's name, the new Wonder Girl. That one's cool. There's like oh the Wonder Woman cover. Uh, it's not of the six here. Is really cool. Have you seen that? I think, or maybe it's for another thing. I can't remember. See, when you so, mentioned CW stuff, I forgot about the whole Nicole Main thing. I thought you were mentioning yeah. the other story I posted. So, oh uh, no. But so, like, along with like the announcement of this Pride anthology, they also announced Crush and Lobo as an eight issue mini that also has the Pride logo on it. Um, and, and basically, it's about you know Lobo and his daughter Crush. Because, you know, when I think... She's from that bad Teen Titans book. Yeah, but, you know, it's like when I think LGBTQ characters, I think Lobo. <laughs> but, but, like, you know, like I think it's, like, very obvious that Crush is, like, you know... Um, you know, is... She definitely comes off as... I only read a couple of the issues, but she definitely comes off as being, like, a queer character. And I'm reading here, she's had a girlfriend. For a bit. In this new issue of series published between June and January, Crush, da- Crush daughter of the Sarzian, Bounty Hunter Lobo, is on full on self destruct mode after rage quitting the Teen Titans and blowing up her relationship with her girlfriend, Kate. Crush decides it's time to finally confront her father in space jail and get her baggage sorted out before she wrecks everything like father, like daughter. Uh, there's a cover here that I actually like really love that. Um, the I hugging, actually, like the holding her, the holding a girlfriend. No, it's the it's like this one where it's like the backpack. Um, no, I, I just it's it's by Dan Hip. Yeah, the backpack like, one. That one's cool. Or oh, she's not. Yeah. She's just leaning. It might. I thought it was like he has her in a backpack, but no, I yeah. like that one. Uh, evidently, he was like a storyboardist for Teen Titans Go. And when I heard that, I was like, yeah, like this does look a lot like a like. The edges kind of worn off Teen Titans Go look, but I really mm-hmm. like it. Like if, cool. maybe, like if DC were to do a, 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 a new cartoon in this art style, like I would like be super on board. Oh, that could work. I just like I don't care about like she's one of what like it's like two or three new characters in that book that and it was just so badly written. I just don't care about her. Like, hey man, getting like I've, a fifty year old man who like has never written teenage characters before to write teenage characters was not uh, a good idea. I also like don't know how much I care about Lobo as like a lead in a comic either. So um before like, I I want to end on the TMNT thing, but like the other thing, the Powerpuff Girls coming to CW podcast. So, so, well, so before before we get into that, I think it's also important to bring up like this. Warner Media Previews thing that they were talking about uh, a couple days ago, where it was announced that there's a Zatanna and Batgirl project in the works. Um, yeah, the image yeah. was the image was like also like in a splash page with like a mix of films and cartoons and movies and games. Um, so I like unless like you guys have heard. Like, I don't know if this is supposed to be, like, a TV show. They haven't said anything. Yeah. I think it's, and I also, like... I also think it's probably not going to be Whedon's Batgirl that he was going to work on. Oh, no, that is that is like a dead. For all intents and purposes, (laughs) it doesn't even sound like there was anything with that. It was just, like, you know, like, like, I, like, like, at least I surmised that 
it was like the same thing with the Jason Momoa Frosty the Snowman, where it was like, we're going to announce a thing that has, like, there's no script, there's no basis, we're not even going to make it made, we're just going to announce a story that is going to, like, lead people off the trail of this other problematic thing that's happening right now. I can't believe they made up a fake Frosty movie to lead people off the trail. That blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I, I just don't trust anything they're saying they're doing. Until I see it. And not to get super tinfoil hatty here, but, like, there was, like, that story, like, last week where um, if people tune in to Tom and Jerry on a certain day, they got to watch all, uh, or, like, parts of the Snyder Cut. Cut. And, but, like, like, that, it was, like, that story was, like, like, being, like, purported from, like, an account that was also, like, yeah, this is, like, the greatest DC's ever made. It just immediately just smelled like Oh yeah, they're like they intentionally like like are like leaked the thing to basically like garner people to be excited for a project because it was like you know to get you know the story out out there. Like, but people read it's like oh DC like doesn't understand how their app works. I'm like they they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, I don't know. Like again, like I we've gotten like casting on that Flash movie, and I'm like I'll believe it when I see it. Like I don't know. Like I, I guess like Ezra Miller pushing that one doesn't mean anything. Like that was, he's really been helped out by COVID. Uh, yeah, man, he he totally did choke that girl. <laughs> that was like a year ago. Like nothing ever came up about it. They just like he just shut up and disappeared, and let like I mean, a pandemic ravage the earth. I mean, that just like kind of happens sometimes. It's like if yeah. you know, it's uh like it doesn't work in wrestling because wrestling the wrestling world it's like. Is like too insular, so it's like if you hear about a shitbag who like did shitty things, like starts showing up like a, a week ago, like in like people are gonna remember that shit. But like I don't know, I feel like for major mass market stuff like that, it's like I mean, Joss Whedon will probably never work again, or if he does, like you know, it'll be like independent like shit. But like you know, for like a guy like playing the Flash, it's like I don't know, like. It, he probably shouldn't be playing the Flash, but like maybe they're just like hedging their bets that like, well, like you know, we survived the Snyder Cut, we could probably survive anything. Yeah, and you know, it took what like people on set not like not wanting to deal with Brian Singer to have him be like yeah. officially canceled. It wasn't even accusations. It was like, what was it like Rami Malek just like didn't like fucking hated him, and that's what got him fired from that movie. That was nominated that, for an Oscar. That, still, kept, that and he kept like not showing up to set. Yeah, he was having too many fun, too much fun with his like underage boy club. Oh boy. Anyway, Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, we have uh, Quake from Agents of Shield. Quake and, and Dove Cameron. Who was Dove Cameron? She was. I know she was on Agents of Shield because I remember it was like a big thing. Apparently, that she was on it. She was. I'm so sorry. She was Ruby Hale. No idea who that is. So she was. She was the daughter of someone pretty big, I think. She's from the Descendants okay. TV General, show. General Hale. Is that the dude from Heroes? No, that was the. Um, it was this a uh, Brigadier General. No, that's uh, this. Oh, she she is the vo- She's General. the voice of Gwen Stacy in all of the Marvel Rising stuff. Yeah, so, so she's, she's worked. She's worked with Chloe Bennett before. Yeah, what is her? What was the character's name again? Ruby what? Ruby Hale. Like H A L E. Yeah. 
She had that like power suit or whatever. Uh, I think she like so yeah. Yeah, she uh, like sliced off um Elena's arms. This is way after I stopped watching. Yeah. <laughs> so like what I'm reading here is she's basically the daughter of like a they basically made like a Hydra cap person and she's that guy's daughter. Cause like her dad was genetically engineered by Hydra's leader. Okay, yeah, then that sounds right. So she's kind of supposed to be their version of Red Skull's daughter? Yeah. And she wants to be infused with Gravitonium, which is what, like, Dr. Gravity or something was like that guy? Yeah, but she it didn't work. Because yeah. she starts to, like, go crazy. Yeah, that's way after I stopped anyway, watching. Anyway, I'm, I'm excited for this idea. I'm actually, like, really interested. Aren't there ages, like, really... Chloe Bennett's, like, in her thirties, no, Chloe seem, Bennett's like, like my age. Chloe Bennett's like twenty-eight, twenty-nine. Uh, basically, in your thirties, the other two seem like way younger. Uh, Dove Cameron is. I mean, like I, I like twenty-five. I think age, ages kind of like don't really matter in Hollywood. Like I just, yeah, well, we, I, we, playing, we've had, we've had like thirty-somethings play high school. Like yeah. Toby McGuire was playing like a high schooler when he looked like he was thirty-five. He's, well, he was. He's, but I mean, like, if you're playing triplets, like, I feel like you should be around well, the they're same. Not, they're not really triplets, were they? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they were made at the same time, but like... They, they are not triplets. They are made with sugar and spice and everything nice. But they're and sisters. Little, and a little like, bit of chemical X. But it's like, they're, like, they're created of, like, the same... From, like, the same pool. But, like, yeah. they're not, like... But they they're are, like, the three very different personality-wise, like, little girls. Here's what yeah. my... They could be triplets and have different personalities. Here's my question. Um, are they going to put the villains from the show in this um, oh, could live you imagine? Action? Well, like... Mojo like, Jojo? Uh, <laughs> no, not even Mojo Jojo. Not even him. I'm talking about, like, uh, like Fuzzy Lumpkins. Fuzzy Lumpkins? Exactly. Uh, like, I imagine the Gangrene Gang will show up. I can yeah, see I, him. Him will show up. I don't know. They'd have to have someone real... I feel like you need to have somebody... Princess will show up. You'll have... What about the Amoeba Boys or Sedusa? Dude, oh my god. Like, oh my god. Oh my god. If they had, like... like, Okay, so it's like the idea, like, I'm already kind of, like, in love with, like, you know, like, Sedusa and also um, Miss Bellum. Like, I was going to say, do that thing with Miss Bellum where we just never see her face? Obviously, that'd be really funny if they didn't do that. And then I can see the rowdy rough boys being in this. Oh, I'm sure that'll be something. I, I think if you did, if you did fuzzy lumpkins, I feel like you do it as somebody who was in a costume and he just never takes the costume off. Like he was like, uh, like a costume <laughs> mascot and he just never removes it. The gang green gang show up and Ace looks basically like he does in the gorillas. Like it'd be perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I don't. I, I'll give it like I'll watch a couple episodes just for fun. Like I know Berlanti's producing it, and Diablo Cody is co-writing the pilot. Yeah, yeah I it, mean, like it, I, I, I look at the, I look at the, the like what the like the summarization of the show, and I'm like, yeah, that seems like a a CW show if I ever saw one. Yeah, because it's them like grown up, right? Like what they're doing. Because I'm guessing Chloe Bennett is got to be a blossom, right? And then Dove Bennett. Or Dove Cameron is gotta be Bubbles, and then Yana Perla is gotta be Buttercup. Buttercup. And I think I have the plot and the breakdown of how these characters are going to be shown this time. The new series sees the pint-sized superheroes as disillusioned 
20-somethings who resent having lost their childhood to crime fighting. So they have so to, like, read... So they're Robins. Pretty much. Um, let's see here. Bit, 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 it's bit. a show about three okay, female so Jason Todds. Blossom. I was going to say three Dick, three Dick Graysons. Blossom. So those two was a spunky, conscientious, little oh, perfect yeah. child who holds several advanced degrees. Oh, oh, had... Can I just pause you? The yeah. Powerpuff Girls are Dick Grayson, Tim Drake, and Jason Todd. Tim Drake is Tim Drake is Blossom. I mean, Tim Drake is uh is Bubbles. Dick Grayson is Blossom, and Jason Todd is Buttercup. I hate you guys so much. No, <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. Dick, like Tim, Tim Drake is 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 Blossom, and Dick Grayson is Bubbles, and Jason Todd is Buttercup. Yeah, Jason Todd is definitely Buttercup. The other two, except like, I feel like Blossom is the leader, and that's why I put Dick Grayson there. But he definitely uh, has the Bubbles personality. All right, so what I have here is Blossom, though she was a spunky, conscientious little Miss Perfect child who holds several advanced degrees, has repressed, repressed Kitty superhero trauma, leaving her anxious and reclusive, and she aims to become a leader again on her own terms. That's Blossom's character this time. Bubbles' sweet girl disposition won America's hearts as a child. She still sparkles as an adult, but her charming exterior belies an unexpected toughness and wit. She's initially more interested in recapturing her fame than saving the world, but she just might surprise everybody. And so then, she's Dazzler. Pretty much. And then Buttercup was the rebellious badass in its heyday. More sensitive than her tough exterior suggests. Buttercup has spent her adulthood trying to shed her Powerpuff Girl identity and live an anonymous life. So I think that'll be really interesting seeing where we see the characters and the world yeah. from this time. I'm trying to think of like these kind of counterparts. Bubbles definitely sounds like basically Dazzler yeah. to me. Bubbles sounds like how I imagine adult Bubbles would go. And like Buttercup, like, I don't know. It just seems like two of them are loners is like are isolated is interesting i'm sure like uh blossom's gonna be like lonesome internally yeah blossom seems like almost like when she's well written what they do with like older supergirl power power girl kind Mm -hmm. of where she's like a genius but like nobody gets her almost like kind of emma frostian if that makes sense of like She's just so good at everything, but she's also like super alone. And Buttercup's gonna be like, I don't even know who's like a super emo character. I don't know, it could be fun. It can't be worse than Riverdale was, which is another show I fell off of. Did anybody ever watch that Riverdale spinoff? Is that the still exists? Spin-off? Didn't Riverdale have a spinoff? Hold well, on one second, I'm sorry. I have Wait, like something. Was going it on. Katie Kane or something? Oh, yeah, Katie Kane got canceled. Did anybody ever watch that? I guess not if it got canceled, but like. I guess not if it got canceled. I would be like totally like the kind of person that would have watched Katie Keene, but like, I I just, you know, I don't I don't like those CW shows. Like, I thought Riverdale was like, I mean, like, I watch wrestling, so I can't like knock on other people for their trash, but like, Riverdale just seemed like a particular kind of trash that like I was not like really to like want to go through. Yeah, I, I can't do the teen drama stuff that's where like i the closest i can get is the superhero ones but like my wife loves that she loves riverdale like she got real into it and literally like she when luke perry died she's like i can't watch it anymore i loved him so much in the show and so we just never watched it again um oh before the last thing is the turtles thing which is like i cannot wait for this oh, can't fucking wait so excited yeah, so this is TMNT Shredder for Revenge that's being developed by Tribute Games, uh, which previously worked on um, Mercenary Kings, uh, which was like a pretty like okay like 
Metal Slug type game from like the early two thousand, uh, like the early two thousand tens. Um, like I, I remember it mostly for the uh, Paul Robinson artwork that was in the game. Uh, they also did the Scott Pilgrim vs. the World game, which is cool. Uh, That's a great game. Um, which is like, like it's it's which also had uh, Paul Robinson artwork, uh, and like it's like good, but like you kind of also wish the game was balanced better. Uh, but they most recently released Panzer Paladin, which I heard was very very good, um, and that's on like Switch and uh, Windows. Uh, but yeah, so basically, this new game, uh, Team and T Shores Revenge, is a spiritual successor to uh, Turtles in Time. So basically, it's Team and T Five Shredder's Revenge. Yeah. Uh, so they released like a trailer. It has like the old theme song. It well, has, it's got like, like a updated version of that theme song. It's like, yeah, more punky. Yeah, which was done by uh, the Face No More singer. Yeah, Faith No More, Mr. Bungle, uh, singer, uh, Mike Patton, uh, which I did not realize that, because, like, I, I don't really listen to Faith No More, but, like... I only know I the listen, one song. But I also listen to, like, a lot of Mr. Bungle, and I didn't realize that the, the singers were the same. Oh. Uh, but, so, they, they shot this trailer... Uh, it has like the basically like what your head like your head canon of like the '80s art style would be um, of of the TV show, uh, but yeah, it's the, that aesthetic that like old school like early '90s aesthetic of the turtles. Yeah, it's in there's like a bunch of cool stuff. Like they show off uh, them fighting like Bebop, Rocksteady, a Triceraton, um, Baxter Stockman. But the cool thing is like they also show. Uh, April O'Neill doing like a spin kick and Shredder like like Splinter. deheading a mouser. So Splinter, Splinter, not Shredder. I'm sorry, Splinter. Yeah. So so uh, at least like given the idea from the trailer is like that April O'Neill and 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 Splinter are going to be playable characters within this game, which uh, I'd be very excited because. Uh, I, I'd love to play as April in this game. I'm guessing they'll be, like, unlockable characters, like, after you beat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a four-player, old-school, uh, side-scroller arcade game. Mob. Yeah, it's a, like an old-school arcade game. Yeah, it's, well, yeah, it's basically like all those Konami beat-em-ups. It's just like X-Men or Team and T or uh, The Simpsons. Um, but, like, the art style's quite not the Like, it's like, it looks like it, but it's like, it's not it's quite the same... Off. The only thing about it, and it looks cool, um, I kind of wish it had its own unique art style, but I get it. Well, yeah, it's fighting that nostalgia thing. But, like, it's... Because yeah. they worked with the Streets of Rage people, right? This is the same... It's the publisher. Yeah. Which is... It's, a... it's basically that same thing. It's that, yeah, the side-scroller arcade beat em up Yeah, I, I, you know, it's like, I just, like, am, like, someone who just, like, for a property that's been around for, you know, 20, 25, 30 years, like, I, I just kind of am always, like, excited when I see, like, someone's new take on, like, the art style. Like, it's, like, kind of funny that, like, Scooby-Doo kind of has that same thing, but, like, you know, whenever they change the art style, some people are just, like, really not into it and just are, like, I guess Turtles too. But, like, by the end, it's, like, for Team T, at least for the most part, it's always, like, pretty successful in the end. Like Rise of the TMT, like garnered the same kind of hate that T 
team was that the newest one yeah Yeah. was that the one where they were like super blocky uh yeah i guess so it's like yeah okay yeah i do not like i i get it but but that's true but that show but that show fucking rocks like it's like probably like the best animated version of any tmnt show like like there's just like like, i'll like literally like we'll post like up scenes from the show into the into the discord and yeah it looks it looks kind of like just like a trigger show like it looks so amazing um yeah it looks cool i just don't like part of me is i'm not a big fan of when like they're the turtles are too differentiated like yeah i i just don't i'm not like a fan of that it's also like they did not they changed raf's weapons to tomfas um that's gotta be a kid like not like having although like my leonardo sells a sword so like that's that's weird uh well like there's like there's also like a thing where like nunchucks are are like are, are like illegal in in Britain, and that's why, yeah. and that's why they're called hero turtles in Britain for like the longest time. Uh, but like, I like when the I like I think like the best thing about Nickelodeon Team and T, like the like that first CGI show. Oh was, yeah, like, I like that show a lot. Was like Good the show. instance where they were like, we can like we don't have to make them look like carbon copies. Like we can like have them like have different things like yeah. that are part of like their costume that reflect their personality better and like like donnie having glasses and the gap tube like i thought it was just oh yeah all the running animations in the video game i wanted to add really quick i think are all really unique and different and i like that a lot like mike yeah. is like yeah mike. what i like in that nick to go back that nickelodeon shows like they do look all different but they look the same at the same time like that other one it's like where I don't like gigantic beast Raphael that came from like, like those Bay like, movie look. Yeah, they're four like different. That. They're four different turtles. Yeah, I don't like like it's like too Fantastic Four to me. Also, I really don't like like I don't uh, the full face mask like where it goes over the top of their head. Oh. I don't like that either. It looks ter- like I don't like it, especially in Donatello. Like yeah, I can I- get it on this Raphael, but like. The the one thing I kind of don't like at the beginning is like how Splinter is kind of characterized. Like he's kind of oafy in the beginning of that show, but like it really kind of comes around. But like I love their take on like April O'Neil. I love um, like the increasingly of like with each new like like since like the two thousand era TMNT. Like there's just like increasingly like having her be more and more uh, be a part of like the team, the team. As, like, as a combatant. And I think it's like, like, like they do like, you know, they do like a lot of that in the, uh, the Nick show, but like, she's like full on, like part of like the big fights, like in rise. And it's like, so good. Well, it makes more, it doesn't make any sense why else she would be with them. Like, and it's, it's hilarious that like, this is based on a comic that two dudes, Made on like the the mom's kitchen table, as like as a, them like as, spoofing yeah. comics. Yeah, it was like it was a Daredevil goof. Yeah, their in, their origin is a goof. It is Daredevil's origin. It's the ooze. It's the toxic waste that hit Daredevil's eyes. The rest of it, like like the girl like that he bumps into when he goes to save the old man. It's her turtles that drop. Like it's it's funny. Like and it's all a goof. And it's like one of the most successful comic book like ips of all time 
Oh man. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for this. I've gotten like pretty like I have the new systems, but like I'm still getting in, been like really in a retro mood. Like I bought like this thing for a Sega Genesis I have where I could put like every game on the Sega on like a um, uh SD card and play it. Uh from nice. Master System all the way to Sega C D. And I don't know, I love getting into those side scroll ones. I was playing the X-Men one not too long ago. Like, oh, that's uh, a good one. Like Team and T Turtles in Time is like my favorite uh oh, so good side scroller of all time. Like those Konami era um brawlers are just like so good. Like also the soundtrack to Turtles in Time is just like it's like an all time great. Um like it you know, like Alley Cat Blues, great. Sewer surfing, great. You know, the 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 boss theme, like classic. It's just like it, it's just like Un, like one of the the most like kind of like perfect like the old like arcade video game soundtracks. So yeah. like I'm I'm at least happy that like you know hey like new new turtles game looks cool. Hope it like hope it's way better than that uh, Ubisoft reshell TMNT that they did like a decade ago that like replaced the entire soundtrack and replaced like whole levels and took out bosses and it was just like gutter trash. Oh yeah, I remember the like there the, was there like a big controversy with that one. Uh I mean it it's like yeah, because like they also gave it like this 3D art style that just looks like hot garbage, like even of the day. It was you know, it's just like why can't you guys just do like good looking sprite artwork? Like everything looks muddied and gross. And yeah, they replaced the soundtrack, and the replaced soundtrack is not good. And they they took out um, bosses because, like, I don't know for uh, licensing reasons, or they just didn't feel like it. All right, but I think that pretty much like wraps us up. So, uh, is there anything else anybody wants to talk about? Uh, no, I'm good. Oh, all right. Does anything anybody want to plug? Uh, I got an episode of Gate Crashers coming out on Wednesday. It got pushed back by a week, so we're putting it out this Wednesday on Avatar. So check that out, because hopefully this should be out by the same time. So, and the good Avatar, not the blue Smurfs. No, 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 not not rip off Avatar that got number one again, or the um, no, or the shitty live action movie. No, the good Avatar. All right. Um. Yeah, don't forget to rate and review, tell a friend about the show, um, subscribe if you're listening to this. And um, yeah, we will catch you guys next time. And while uh, we're, we're, yeah, we're watching, watching. Uh, Alita Battle Angel, what was that like 2017? 2018, 2019. Okay. Uh, which, I, right. which I remember having a whole lot of fun with, and I'm excited to. I have not seen it. Watch the Snyder Cut. Yeah, eventually. All right. Oh Oh my god, we're the next time you'll hear us we'll be in a post Snyder Cut world. Fucking <laughs> God God help us all. Yeah, but what Falcon or Soldier will also be out, so you know. <sighs> Alright. Catch you guys next time. Bye bye. So I guess I'll join the Clinics of Avengers. Yeah. So I didn't accept no fair wall.